following is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. You're listening to the Green Over Everything podcast with Jonesy and my man Brown. Brown. Took us, it took us about 20, 25 minutes to, to, to process this, to process what happened. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Green Over Everything podcast. My name is Brown, John Brown. That is Javon Offer. Waiting on Mike Jones to jump on. He'll be along shortly. But the Eagles go out to Las Vegas and just put up a stinker. It started out well. A lot of people were talking about this game. They said it was a winnable game. They said, you know, after taking their lumps against a couple of teams that were clearly better than the Eagles. It looked like they had a. It looked like they were. It was a winnable game, a winnable game against a team with with a good record, but a lot of people weren't quite sure exactly who the Las Vegas Raiders were. They come out very first, uh, very first drive of the game, march downfield, get into the end zone, score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, okay. All right, maybe things are coming together. Didn't see a whole bunch of RPO. You saw some design runs. You saw them actually show a commitment to running the ball early. Mm-hmm. They come out, kick the ball back off to, to Vegas. What happens? Vegas marches down the field, but the Eagles get a takeaway. Okay, defense came to play. We going to be all right. <laughs> Then the rest of the game happened. 30 unanswered points. Defensive player of the game was not the interception. Defensive player of the game was the goalpost who blocked that uh, one extra point. That was the only time we really were able to stop Oakland. Oh, excuse me. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. (laughs) I'm going to still call them Oakland. It, it, It is what it is. That's all right. Javon Alford, you watched the game. Painfully, <laughs> painfully, what were your thoughts? Um, I'm, what's the best way to say this? I would. Man, don't don't look was, for the best way to say. It. You don't have to find the best way to say. It. It's not. You don't need to put your best foot forward. You don't need to do all that. Just tell me. You know, tell me what you thought. Well, the Eagles don't put their best foot forward. Obviously, good lord, no. Even way, even 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 having ten days to prep. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um. I kind of already had a feeling that they were going to lose this game. It was just kind of like how they're going to lose. And it's starting to become this way with this team mm-hmm. where you already know what the result is. So it's like you're really not even into the game, right? And you just kind of like see like just the way they play, right? When you – in the first – like you said, the first offensive drive, you kind of thought like the light bulb went off, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, they actually learned something from like not running the ball. Like you're actually being committed to it. But once Miles Sanders gets hurt – they just completely go to, all right, let's go back to what we've usually been doing. RPO. RPO right. back. Right. And not even not even realizing that they still have Kenneth Gamewell on the team who, you know, had the one fumble, but that's okay. Anything else other than that, you know, he had a solid game. You know, it was nice to see Boston Scott, you know, finally I, exist. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Boston Scott had to introduce himself to Nick Sirianni today. Like, hey. Probably know, had to. You know I'm on the team, right? Like hey. you, you know I'm here, right? I'm, I'm, I'm active. I have a uniform on, and I can play. 
Like, and not the and not to mention, you know, Jordan Howard somewhere on the practice squad in in Siberia somewhere. So, <laughs> so you have running backs. And yes, it's not like they're the Niners who just constantly just lose guys mm-hmm. to like injuries and stuff. This is a team that has that has four, I would say, solid running backs. You're not the you are not the Niners who lost running but you're not the Ravens who at the, in the beginning of the season lost a whole bunch but of even they show an attempt to run the ball and bro I feel like I I never felt comfortable with the talk because I've, I've heard people I've heard and I talked about this I heard Steve Smith and I heard Seth Joyner each individually on their own, separately, in different conversations with different people, called Nick Sirianni's offense elementary school. And here I am, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, elementary school is about the the, the highest level of organized football I've ever played. So I'm not going right. to sit out here and call this man, you know, I'm not going to sit out here and call this man's offense a professional football coach's offense uh, elementary. elementary school. Pop Warner. <laughs> Pop, I'm not going to say that. That's not going to be me, but I'm sitting here looking at this offense and I'm sitting here thinking I can be, I, I almost, I feel like I could game plan against this offense. I feel, I feel like, I, I feel like I, I, I could game plan against this defense. Yes. 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 It's starting to look that way. Right. Like when you see the Eagles under your schedule, you're like, you're, Oh, okay, okay. I know what this is going to hit for <laughs> in, in the words of Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Barbecue chicken. That's what the Eagles are right now. Eagles are barbecue chicken. Yeah. There's no there, there there's no sizzle to this steak. You no. know what you're going to get. You know you're going to get that garbage RPO that people see a mile away. Right. You so Miles Sanders goes down. And we'll get to the defense in a second cuz the defense deserves a lot of smoke this week. Mhm. But Miles Sanders goes down. You lose Miles Sanders, so okay, next man up. You got Gainwell. But you also have Boston Scott, and I feel like they forgot they had Boston Scott because they're trying to run Gainwell in the same types of situations that you would put Miles Sanders in. And the thing yes. is, if you have Boston Scott, a guy who is built to run between the tackles, why yes. are you not giving the ball to him? Why are you not? It's like they have a depth chart. Like the Eagles have a depth chart. And they stick to it. And they just stick to it no matter what. And, and, and that's concerning. Like you said, you know, between the two running backs, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, Boston Scott's more your in-between guy, right? And we've mm-hmm. seen over the last, I want to say, Boston Scott been here for a few years now, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen Boston Scott carry the ball double-digit times and be successful for the most you part. Can, you can run offense through Boston Scott. Right. You didn't have to, like, and the thing. I like, mean, we saw, I mean, we saw that year with, with Winston. He had nobody at wide receiver. He had Deontay Burnett, Josh Perkins at tight end, and we we're making it work with Boston Scott. So, what's the difference here with Sirianni? That's the thing, right? They're neglecting mm-hmm. to run the football, they're determined to do things their own way. And when you don't run the football, you put your quarterback in danger of getting killed mm-hmm. because your offensive line is getting just ramped, just getting ravaged. By a defensive line with two good defensive ends in Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe, just 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 torturing Mylotta and in, 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 in company. They, they, I, I had yet to question the signing of Mylotta, giving Mylotta the money. I thought he had earned his money. 
Yes, yes. Oakland today made people question it. Oh, yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, who did we just give all this money to? Who did we just invest? We invested $60 million, 41, of it, uh, 41 mil guaranteed in, in what? But that also and, comes down to coach. That also comes down to coaching too, right? Yeah. Because usually you see when your defensive, when your offense tackle struggling, you mm-hmm. put somebody over there. You yep. put a tight end over there at least to just help them out. <laughs> or you know what you do? You run the ball. <laughs> or you run the ball instead of not having these guys. I feel like watching football, offensive linemen rather mm-hmm. run block than pass block. <laughs> they rather not be sitting there going backwards. They want to be exerting themselves and pushing. Yeah. On the defensive line. So when you have Yanni Nagakwe just basically doing swim moves just around my lotta. Swim moves, spin moves. It too, like for the first time in a very, very long time, Jordan Mayalata looked like a rugby player trying to play football. Yep. Yep. That's what he looked like today. And honestly, mm-hmm. I'm willing to give him a pass. I am willing to say, all right, maybe 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 just this just wasn't his day. Because yeah, because he, he, he had more good he, days he, than bad yes, days. This was the like the well. first noticeable one. Yeah, he had a bad day. But the problem is, I feel like today, you know, a lot of play, you know, a lot of players came up short. My mm-hmm. lot of had a bad day. Jalen yep. Hurts had a bad day. That Eagles front line had a bad day. But I, of of all the losses, especially the blowout losses, I feel like this is one of those losses where. I, you know, they just they just weren't put in a position to succeed. That's exactly yes. They yes. weren't put in a position to succeed, and I understand the mo of this team. You know, Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman. They're you know they they want to stick with their guys, but I don't remember. And you know, in in my years of following football. I feel like I don't remember seeing a coach look this lost in his first year. Yeah. I don't remember Doug. Did Doug, you you tell me, you watched it along with me. Did Doug Mm -hmm. Peterson look this lost his first year? No. Chip Kelly didn't look this lost his first year. No. Like Nick Sirianni looks lost. But what's what's the difference between all those three, right? All three, mm-hmm. Chip Kelly and Doug Peterson, both had an offensive system mm-hmm. that they were going to run with and roll with. Yes. Nick Sirianni doesn't he just have runs an plays. offensive system. He just, he exactly. Just, he just runs play. Nick Sirianni's out here playing Madden mm-hmm. with grown men. <laughs> he's out here. Pretty with much. Grown, and that's disturbing. Mm-hmm. That's disturbing. You're he's playing with people's future here. Exactly. You out here with grown men risking their livelihood so you can come out here and play Madden each week. And at this point in time, it's like, I understand this team is, this, this ain't the team that just fires a head coach. Mm-hmm. But I'm, st- I'm getting to the point where if you want him going, I'm not going to argue. I don't if think most. Wants- I don't. I don't. I don't think most people will argue because when you hire a rookie head coach that didn't really call plays mm-hmm. last season yeah. as an OC, and then try to get him to work with a work work with a rookie quarterback, and you have literally the youngest offensive, you know, youngest coaching staff in general mm-hmm. at your, you know, your OC, your DC, your special teams and stuff, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Where is the leadership? Where is the veteran experience? The only person I could think of 
is your offensive line coach in Stoutland. Stoutland. That's it. And because honestly, who who do you go to? Who do you run these ideas off of? And I don't know. Maybe it was the fact that you know when you brought in when you brought in Peterson, you also brought in Schwartz, and there were a lot of people thinking that Schwartz was kind of angling to work himself back into the head coaching job. It never mm-hmm. turned out that way because what in the second in Peterson's second year, they win the whole thing. Right. But, Peterson, Reich, and in yeah. Schwartz. Mm-hmm. But so maybe they decided, hey, you know, we we this time when we bring in a rookie head coach, we're not gonna bring we're not gonna surround him with coordinators who might also be looking over their show looking over his shoulder to angle themselves back into the to a head coaching job it that seems to be the only thing that makes sense to me but on the flip side you have this like at this point how does nick sirianni hold john gannon accountable they both got the same level of experience yeah how's one telling the other hey bro you got to do something different you got to try something different yeah because you're sitting there, and, and, and we can use that to kind of pivot to the other side of the ball. You got a mm-hmm. defense getting no pressure. And once again, it was bad enough when you had Jim Schwartz, who was a seasoned veteran, a veteran defensive coordinator, someone who had been a head coach before, someone who had actually coached a, uh, who coached a Super Bowl-winning defense refusing to put pressure on the quarterback. Now you got John Gannon, who's got as much, you know, who, who – had no experience mm-hmm. and he's not put you got it, it and yes nelson got beat uh got beat downfield a couple times but still nelson has been good the so secondary like, for the most yeah, part hasn't been bad it, it, it's, honestly he's been pretty solid you got nelson slay and nine guys and maddox playing in the slot like Mad- he like he should have been for like years mm-hmm. but you're not getting you, you know you're not getting steady pressure Nope. You know, teams are still, you know, Fletcher Cox is finally starting to look like he's missed a step because it looks like yep. now defenses are realizing how much of a beast Hargrave is. Mm-hmm. And I thought that as as deep, as offensive lines start to shift their focus from Fletcher Cox over to Hargrave, that would, that would free Fletcher Cox up to make plays, and he's still not making them. And did Ryan Kerrigan play today? Yes, he did. I did see him. You saw him on the field. You you saw him play like he he put on a unit. I yes. don't remember seeing Ryan Kerrigan all day. I briefly I briefly saw him, but I, that's I the problem with that's the problem with this team, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's again there's no system. Like this team doesn't blitz at all at all. Mm-hmm. When your defensive line is not getting pressure, you gotta send you at gotta, least you one guy. Send, you gotta send. You gotta somebody. send one. You gotta, you gotta send, send somebody. somebody. They're not sending anybody. At least take a chance. It's ridiculous because your linebackers are getting washed at the second level. Mm-hmm. Like they're all just getting pushed around, and there's no disrespect because the only linebacker that I really see making plays is Alex Singleton. Alex, like and, bless and, his heart, bless his heart for for him just running around like a madman at this point. And, and at this point, Alex Singleton is just looking for reasons to wave his finger like he's still Jalen Mills or somebody. And I, you know, it's like Alex Singleton make one play, make an act like he play, like he made about six plays. But none but nonetheless, these these linebackers. These linebackers, man, they got to Can they just draft some now? And you know, do, do a IOU 
because I, I just I, I don't I don't get it because you see what the because once again Gannon's trying to act like Gannon is trying to act like his game plan is to keep the ball keep these plays in front of him you're not going to throw the ball over top of this defense you're which not is cool throw, which is cool <laughs> but you gotta get pressure <laughs> you gotta get pressure and you gotta have linebackers you have to have linebackers who can get to the ball. You got linebackers who can move east and west and get to the ball. Who can mm-hmm. break? Who can? Who who can shed blocks and make plays? And they do not have those. They have not had those. They have not had this now since Jeremiah Trotter. And yeah. there are whole Eagles fans who don't even remember Jeremiah Trotter. Right. That's not say, good. Jeremiah Trotter. What? Carlos Emmons. Like yeah. uh, talking about it today. You know, Jamar Chaney. When, when you when you look at like. They've had decent. They've yeah. had decent at best linebackers since Trotter. Nigel Bradham was a decent linebacker. Very decent. Not not great, not special, but decent. Solidified that middle yeah. for what it was worth. Jordan Hicks. Man couldn't cross a hash mark without getting hurt, but he was but he's decent. Been really, he's been great. He's been great ever since. <laughs> bro, found, bro went to Arizona found a, found a fountain in youth. I don't think he's missed a game. Nope. I don't think Jordan Hicks, a, a man who couldn't go two plays without getting hurt here, goes to Arizona and now he can't he ain't missed the game. That's ridiculous. So to me, it's like, look, if 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 this team continues to free fall and there is a change to be made, then darn it needs to start at the top. You got to start with the guy who brought these players in here. You got to start with yep. the guy who brought this coach in here. And if he goes, yep. take his coach with him. And you know what? Hey, bro, you might have to take your quarterback with him too. I feel like, and, and honestly, after today's game, I feel like that might be a tad bit unfair because I just feel like today just wasn't that day. I agree with a tweet that you made earlier today when you talked about, could you really judge Jalen hurts off this game, this particular game? Now I got a friend. I think he, in fact, I think he even responded to you, but I feel like he's, he's a typical, he's a typical Eagles fan who feels like, with every problem, every he feels like every problem that the team has can be fixed with the quarterback change. You know, he's ready to say, hey, man, maybe it's time to see Flacco. Maybe it's time to see Minshew. I'm like, nah, bro. Give give Hurts a whole season. Son, because if, 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 you, if you want Flacco back there, he's going to get murdered. Yeah. Like... <laughs> And Minshew ain't that better. Mm-hmm. Why didn't Minshew? Why didn't Minshew? People, people. I, I, I find it funny when people bring up Gardner Minshew as an option, mm-hmm. but Gardner Winch, Minshew couldn't even win a backup job in Jacksonville mm-hmm. against CJ against CJ Befford. Yes. Come on, like let's be real. Let's be real. Like, mm-hmm. no, know what it is? I, I'll tell you what it is. Because Gardner Minshew beat out Nick Foles for a job, and everyone knows Nick. Everyone knows that Nick Foles is the greatest quarterback in the history of quarterbacks. In the history, <laughs> everyone knows Nick Foles is the is the greatest in the history of throwing things. He's the best person to ever throw anything. <laughs> and Gardner is so if Gardner Minshew beat Foles out for a job, then he must be the truth. And no, Gardner Minshew is not somebody better. Gardner Minshew is somebody else. 
Yep, that's, 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 that's exactly what and, it is. And, and honestly, those are the types of debates you get into, and, and, and I hate them because this is where we are right now, and that's the reality of this team. That's a bad team debate. When you're yeah. when when you're sitting here talking about a bad team, that's what you get into. When you have a player who is clearly not better, that is clearly not a better option, and you're sitting there trying to convince yourself that you need to try and put him into the game, that's you know, that's what happens when you have a bad team. When you're just like, hey, that's should we play Gardner Minshew is literally throwing crap against the wall to see if it sticks. Yeah. But that's where we are right now. Yeah. No, and 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 it's, and it's understandable. It's understandable for fans to feel this way, feel upset, feel angry, et cetera, et cetera. But to the point where you want to start Gardner Minshew or Joe Flacco, it's it's a little bit outrageous in it, and 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 just ignorant to say that, just because mm-hmm. again, like you gotta let Hertz go through his rookie pain, his mm-hmm. struggles. They all go through it, right? Justin Fields is going through it. Trevor Lawrence is going through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Lance went through it for a little bit. I mean, two is still going through because he hasn't even played a full six, 16 games yet either. Mm-hmm. They're all going through it. And fans have to be patient with these guys. Nobody's going to come in year one and be like, lights out, earth shattering, especially when you have a coaching staff with the Eagles that's just not working. Like, when you, when, you, when you have, like I said, when you have a young head coach with a young quarterback, it's not good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you give Jalen Hurts, let's just say, for example, you give Jalen Hurts maybe Doug Peterson, right? Maybe they're, maybe they're, maybe they, maybe the offense is a little bit better, maybe, maybe, because Doug maybe. got a little bit stale, got a little bit stale at the end, right? Okay. But say if you bring in, you let go Sirianni, and you bring in maybe a Eric Benetti, mm-hmm. or you bring in a Byron Leftwich. Or you bring in a Brian Dable out of Buffalo, and you still don't see like the growth and the development improvements and stuff. Okay, then we can have that discussion that maybe he's not, you know, maybe he's not the guy. But until that happens, we can't make a clear cut judgment on if he isn't or isn't. And it goes to even to the people that say, well, they got to bring a new quarterback to the draft. Listen, if people that say stuff like that probably have not watched a lick of college football this entire season. Mm. <laughs> There's yeah. no clear cut top guy yeah. this who, year who, that who really say yeah, I'm taking him. Like there's no Trevor Lawrence coming out this year. No, not at all. You know, it's not the, even the, a Justin Fields. Not, He's not Justin, there. Yeah. That guy's not there. This is the, this is the year where it's like, all right, you, you need to stock up on your other pieces. Mm-hmm. Defense. In Defense. Particular. Time to get that line. Time to get that stud linebacker or that stud defensive end. <laughs> okay, because you know it, it might be time. You know there, there are some pieces that on that defensive line it, it might be time to walk away from. Uh, as, you know, as painful as it might be, it might be time to 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 say adios to some people. Definitely, but it the 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 only the the silver lining. To this dark cloud that was an Eagles game today was probably the fact that the Miami Dolphins lost the game. Yep. That might end up being a number one pick in the draft, you know. Right. And and if and, and think about it. Eagles fans are mad about how this is going. Imagine how Dolphins feel fans yeah. feel about yeah. feel oh, right oh. about now. Oh yeah. Some like 
tables are turned. <laughs> and this is the, we're talking about the Eagles. There is see, there are still people willing to defend Howie Roseman. There are still people willing to defend Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman still has some support in this city. You know, right or wrong, fair or foul. If this, if the shoe was on the other foot, if this, if the tables were turned and this team was awful, no wins on the season, and your first round draft pick is at another team. Oh yeah, I feel, I feel for Howie. I, I would feel oh, yeah. for Howie. Yeah. He's he's not keeping his job. Won't be able to go outside. You wouldn't be able to go outside. The city would revolt. You need police protection outside the Novik. Howie Roseman will work from home for the rest of the. There's no reason for him to hey. get out of his car and come down here. Seriously. And I'm sitting here, and, and there are people who I I respect, and one of them would be Derek Gunn. I had Derek Gunn on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Something he said today was he thought he kind of suggested that a, a loss like this could could wind up with Sirianni losing the locker room. Yeah, you kind of saw Jason Kelsey lose his temper in the game, which is today, rare. Which, which is, is rare, rare. exactly. And that, so when I saw that, that was the first thing that I that I was thinking. I'm like, oh, this, you know, you, you know, we've talked before about how undisciplined this team is. This team has been undisciplined, terribly undisciplined. Mm-hmm. Now you're watching The Rock, the Stallworth, the guy who's, you know, a guy who, who this week was the voice of, 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 of reasoning for a whole other team. Which was just crazy unto itself. But he was speaking truth, though. Yes. He was speaking truth. Here is a man who was the voice of reason for somebody else's team. And he's losing his temper. He's about to get I thought I I, I thought Jason Kelsey was gonna get ejected. Because I thought oh, yeah. he, I thought he oh, yeah. I thought he shoved did it look like he shoved the ref to you? I thought I didn't see the ref part. I'm for some I only saw him shove Littleton. Yeah, well, so well I missed after, the ref part. After the play, he's kind of making his case. Mm-hmm. to what happened to the ref. And I thought I saw Jason Kelsey shove the ref. Mm-hmm. So I thought Kelsey was gone. After all, you know, after all that. And the thing is, is like, you know, the, the thing that Jason Kelsey said that will stick out in everybody's mind, you know, what, what he has said to Ben Simmons, hey, play better and this, and this city will love you. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, he needed to say that to his whole team. He yeah. he's talking. He t- Jason Kelsey over here telling Ben Simmons to play better or this team will. He needs to tell that to Nick Sirianni. Yeah. I, I just I, I I don't know. And at this point now, like how long? I want I want your opinion. How long can Nick Sirianni last in this city? How long? Like this 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 got to you know it, it it's bad, bruh. They two and five, and they've beaten two trash teams. Yeah, they could easily be zero and seven. Yeah, honestly, zero and seven. They about to go play Detroit, and at this point, I gotta think they'd be a road. They're they're gonna be a road dog, right? 
Um, that's a great question. Let's see. Usually the lines come out a little. Usually the lines come out early, mm-hmm. a little bit. So let's see. Let's see. Yeah. I don't want to. They might be. Let's see. Um, Eagles are surprisingly on DraftKings. They are two and a half point favorites on the road. Two and a half, which isn't very confident mm-hmm. in them possibly winning or covering at minus two and a half. It's, it's... And I'm seeing minus three on FanDuel. So that's not inspiring. No. Not well, Vegas no. is not and Vegas is not inspired by the Eagles. That's yeah. Vegas is not inspired by the Eagles. Fans are not inspired by the Eagles. The Eagles are not playing inspired football. And at nope. this point because I, I, I feel like I, I feel like the previous two coaches at least earn themselves a grace period. Yes. Yes, the chip, you know, yes, Chip Kelly. It's because they tried and they showed improvement. Yes. This is not either. They they showed improvement, then fell off the cliff. Yes. You know, Eagles just jumped off the cliff at, from week two on. After, at, you know. We'll they used all their best plays in Atlanta. I'm yeah. telling you, they just used all their best plays. Yeah. <laughs> Chip Kelly makes the, Chip Kelly makes the playoffs his first year. Yep. After a four and twelve season, he goes out. He makes the playoffs his first year. And I believe in Doug Peterson. Didn't they start three and zero with Doug Peterson? Mm-hmm. Yes, the team. Came, year, yeah, yep. team came crashing back down to earth. But it's still there was you saw something at the beginning of the season to say, hey, this team is going to be all right. Mm-hmm. This team. This 2021 team beat a bad Atlanta team. Yep. And it's just been. But Atlanta got a better record than them. Right. <laughs> right. But they, I mean, they come out there, they beat Atlanta, and then they've just looked, they've just looked lost. Different levels of lost ever since. And that's disturbing. It it's, is it's, disturbing. It's, it's disturbing because usually when you have a win like that on opening on opening night, you know, opening week, whatever, you're supposed to like build off of that and get better and better and yeah. better. Yeah. And there hasn't been no yeah. building. Yeah. It's been just like you said, just nosedive. Just everything that we took from that game, mm-hmm. we're not going to continue to do it. We're just like wipe the slate clean mm-hmm. and we're going to do our own thing. And that doesn't doesn't work. And until this team finds an identity. On mm-hmm. both sides of the ball, they will struggle. They will continuously struggle to mm-hmm. win games or be competitive. Like Nick Sirianni preaches about this whole dog mentality and all this stuff. There ain't no dog mentality when you're when when you're getting blown out every mm-hmm. week. Like I was sitting there hoping that the Raiders scored forty. Mm-hmm. Like. It's truly un- it's uninspired football. It is. They're you know that you know it's looking like they might be, they, their team might have some quit in their eyes. It's going to be interesting to see what happens because I believe the trade deadline is this trade deadline is this week, right? Mm, or do they have a couple of weeks? next next week? Next week. Yeah. So. You know, it, it, it's going to be interesting. I see, you know, Lane Johnson got, you know, Lane Johnson was hurt for a second there. So you saw Mylotta had to move back to right tackle and Dillard comes in. I thought, Dillard, I, I, I honestly thought, you know, it's, 
Dillard came out there. He played well while while he played serviceable. Yep. Serviceable to well while Johnson was out and kind of made a case for him if somebody wanted to trade for him at the deadline. Someone it could happen. It could, it could happen. Mm-hmm. But, good Lord. You know, it, there, this was truly one of those games where there were there were very, very little. There was very little to to hang your head on, to feel good about. Nothing. And that's scary. That's, right, because at least, at least, at least, at least from a loss, you can somehow point to like some things where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. like that was good to see. Like, okay, yeah, that was yeah. positive. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing like positive. Like, only positive I can really come up with was like Avante Maddox played good, played good once again in the slot. Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of held down that slot position. Um, to see Goddard make plays, that's great, you know, because he because he was on the COVID list. So mm-hmm. to see him make plays. That was, you know, good to see because he's going to be this team's number one tight end going forward. There's yep. like no if fans or buts. But other than that, <laughs> I ain't got really nothing else no, good nothing to say. Else, nothing else good to say. Nothing else you can say. You this know, game was a microcosm of just like the entire week in yeah. the NFL. Like mm-hmm. I, I was asking my friends this. I was like, is it just me or just like week seven was just a bad week in the just NFL in general? A lot of, lot of blowouts. Unfortunately, the team we cheer for, the team we watch was one of them. <laughs> But also, um, I'm about to say most of the games at four o'clock was like almost with blowouts, mm-hmm. except Detroit, LA. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> Everything yeah. else was just bad. Yeah. And now Eagles got to go to Detroit uh, next week. On Eagles Halloween. Gotta, on Halloween. It's going to be scary. <laughs> it's going to be scary. I'm at this point. Remember, now, remember, remember the last time the Eagles went to Ford Field on a holiday? Remember that? Thanksgiving? Bruh. <laughs> Calvin Johnson. <laughs> Man. I think it, Thaddeus it, Lewis played quarterback for the Eagles that game. I think he got a snap in that game. The, da- the Detroit Lions are going to carry Deuce Staley off the field on their shoulders next week. Cause, I can see it, though. I can see it. Because Swift is just going to have his highlight game. This is Swift. Swift probably is looking at this game. This is going to be the game that gets me my my, my contract extension. Only a year or two, but yeah, we can we can start working on that job yeah, right now. Like, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, you know, because this team hasn't proven that they could stop the run, and that that used to not be the problem with this team, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> usually, it used, usually it was the secondary had issues or giving up big plays, but you knew but you that knew the run team. defense mm-hmm. was going to just hold, and they're and not holding at all. They're not holding. It's like it's they're not holding. They're not getting pressure. They're not filling gaps. You know, Fletcher Cox, effort. Yeah, Fletcher Cox looks like he's missed a step. I don't know where Ryan Kerrigan is. I didn't. Re- you know, the fact it it should not be this big of a drop like losing Brandon Graham should not hurt this defense as much as it does. Yeah. You know, Brandon Graham that's losing been a big thing. Losing him was a, a big loss, you know, his play and his leadership. But I was not expecting this team. I thought with Sweat and uh Barnett, they would be able to pick up the slack and they haven't. Mm-mm. They haven't. No. And that is a problem. So you're sitting here now, you're going up against the Detroit Lions team that you think which should be barbecue chicken. 
Should be. It should be slim pickings, and it's not. Mm-mm. You know, you're 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 because that's because I've seen this Lions team show more heart than more heart than the Eagles had this entire season. They did it today. They did it today. They, they did, did it, it against Baltimore at home. Like I can count. I can count and say I've seen Baltimore. I've seen them. I've seen Detroit fight and play hard and be really had lesser skill at certain positions, lesser skill at wide receiver, missing guys at cornerback, not having big names on the defensive line, and they still play. I got the Eagles schedule right here. We're looking at Detroit. We're looking at the would, Chargers. We're looking oh at Lord. the Broncos, and we're looking at the, we're looking at the Saints. In fact, here it is. Going into the bye. Going into the bye, you got Lions, Chargers. Lost. Lost. Broncos. Lost. Saints. Lost. Giants. Jets. That's a win. Bye. Win. Then you got Washington. Then you got the Giants again. Then you got Washington. They'll somehow make it up with them division games in some twisted way. Yeah, probably. Probably, but still, they'll split. It, they'll split with the Giants and then they'll split with Washington. That's just how it's going to go. Either, but the bottom line but is that doesn't make it better. It don't make it better. But the, <laughs> but, but the bottom line is, we sit there and you know, you and I, we have talked on podcasts before about this team getting right, about mm-hmm. achieving some get right. And quite yep. frankly, I just think that there's too much wrong to even offer some get right. No, they're to get right for other teams. Yeah, they're to get right for other teams. If you're looking at if right now, if you're the Lions, you're looking at this team. Hey, we have an opportunity to get a dub. All right, our first win. Our first now, win. And now, now, if they lose next week to that Lions team and give them their first win, somebody's got to happen. Something's got to yeah, happen. Somebody's got to go. Happen. Somebody, something got to happen. Okay. Uh, will you official you? Probably the closest thing to a professional journalist that we have on these uh oh my gosh <laughs> or these podcasts. You as somebody who has actually had a paycheck, bought a meal, and paid rent for your writing, for your professionalism. Will you come on this podcast next week if the Eagles lose to, to the Lions and say Nick Sirianni needs to be fired? Yep. I am with you. I will follow your lead. I will let you lead us through. You lead us through the gates as we call for Nick Sirianni's job. If they lose to the Lions, if they lose, quite frankly, there's a good chance that even if they beat the Lions, it might be time to call. Right. Nick. <laughs> Same day, Tato. Bro, you know what? That'd be even worse. <laughs> if they, man, oh, man. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Don't even get I'm, me started. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It could. We got to think about all possible scenarios here. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They uh, could pull a Penn State. You just never know. I don't even look. I I can't even. I can't even get over Penn State. <laughs> Penn State lost. My beloved Morgan State Bears lost. I heard about that. And first of all, Emory Hunt. <laughs> my friend Emery Hunt who's been on this podcast who, who's been a, a friend of this show has called a whole bunch of oh, he's called more than one maybe three yes. four Morgan State games this year yes. 
Yes. And Morgan has lost them all. Oh, wow. <laughs> Emory Hunt is banned for calling Morgan State games for ESPN. That, that, that's, that's a whole other thing. But nonetheless, Penn State lost, my beloved Morgan State Bears lost, and the Eagles lost, man. Football sucks. At least basketball's back. At least basketball's back. You know, you know what the crazy part is? Like, I did not know that there was an Eagles game because everything's just been about basketball. Like the Eagles, like when has that been the case where the Eagles are like an afterthought in like the Philly sports front? Like they're an afterthought. It it honestly has. I would think that it has not happened since '08. Yeah, I always said the '08 and '09 was the Phillies' best chances to flip this from a football town to a baseball town. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, Phillies won the World Series in 08. Yep. So they, they won the series in 08. That season was the se- – I believe that season, that following Eagles season was the season they finished the – they finished the season in the NFC Championship game and lost to the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lost to the Cardinals. And then the Phillies got back to the World Series the next year. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, if the Phillies had won the World Series that year. Again? Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, if yeah, they yeah. Had won, if they had won back-to-back, if they had won two World Series and the Eagles lose in the, in the, in the conference championship again in the between, this is now Phillies town. Yep. That was their opportunity. And Phillies didn't get it done. And you know they kind of you know they they slowly trailed downward afterwards, and then eventually, the, eventually, because it was almost eight nine years later, the Eagles finally get. What was in fact it was more than that. It was it was almost ten years later? Eagles won their yeah, Super Bowl. Wow. So this 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 will always be an Eagles town. But right now, this team is so bad. It's a basketball town. It, it could be. It could be. Could be. It's up to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid right. could make this a basketball town. Uh, I I don't know. I don't want it to be. You know, bruh. That's all. You sure I you don't say. want? You sure you don't want it to be? You know what? Look, I just want to be a championship town. I don't care who wins it. Hey, whether it's the hey. Sixers, whether it's the Phillies, hey. Flyers, Eagles. I just want a championship. I want to go to another parade. But I know one thing: it ain't gonna be for the Eagles. Not this season. No. Not this season. Not yet. And it, quite it frankly, might be a few years. Quite frankly, the next parade might be might be this pe- might be people kicking Sirianni out of town. <laughs> the the parade's gonna be driving him to the airport. But you know, it is what it is. Hey, um working on something this week for uh for the Jonesy and Brown podcast. Hopefully we'll be talking to Jace uh J. Scott Smith from KYW. He is a Detroit native, uh, uh, a Lions fan. So 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 he understands our pain, yes. right? Oh, yeah. He's a Detroit. He's a Detroit f- a fan through and through. He's like, I've never like met like or seen people that are like openly like root for like the Lions, uh-huh. the Pistons, and the Tigers. Like, yes. yeah, but legit. He, like, yes. he is a legit Detroit fan. He is a Detroit fan living. In, he is a Detroit Lions fan living in Philly. So this is a man who knows despair. This is a man who can't run away from despair but hopefully we will have him on the jonesy and brown podcast later on this week real quick shout out to my man sonny bison my man sonny son from feedback <laughs> the magazine he wants to know when he's getting on the show you know i need you know 
it might it might be soon because if there's anybody who can put a positive spin on this Eagles season, I bet you Sonny I bet you Sonny still has the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. I bet you if we have Sonny on this show, he will still predict the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. And quite frankly, I need that. I, I need that positivity because I am so down on this team. I am so negative on this team. I need that type of po- uh, I need that type of positive uh, positivity. Real quick, what are you working on this week? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know it's gonna put you on the spot like that. No, 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 no. Um, definitely there'll be um me and Keaton probably do a record a couple of podcasts yes. for the sports podcast. Um, sports. Uh, yes. We'll uh, have that locked and loaded um, with our um, looking back at everything that happened yes. in fantasy for um, what's this week seven uh, coming earlier this week and then later in the week we'll uh, have your preview for week eight and you know give you some fantasy give you some fantasy drop a little sports betting here and there yes, so sir. got that on uh, right. Spotify get your money right get your money right with the sports podcast my man's Von offer once again. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phil. I get all my little, get all my my, my outlets all mixed up. At B I T W Sports. He's gonna say Philly Go. I was about to say Philly Go. At B I T W Sports. At Jonesy and Brown. Remember, check out this podcast. You can listen to the show on phillygoflow.com yes. on Monday at 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. if you just want to get up first thing in the morning and you feel too happy and you want to commit you just need to be, <laughs> yeah. and you just need to be brought down listen to us talk about this show listen to us talk about this crap Eagles game don't wait to get the, don't wait to get to work to get down yeah exactly you need to be in a, you need to be like the rest of us you need to be in a bad mood when you get to work so what they say hey man how you doing you know how I'm doing you watch that game I'm doing bad but either way phillygoflow.com for the green over everything real talk wrap up that is 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. every Monday on phillygoflow.com download the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast from just search best in the world sports here's Javon Alford uh, my name is Brown John Brown remember I'm also on phillygoflow.com playing music because I'm going to need to cheer myself up from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. on phillygoflow.com. Y'all have a great week. Better week than the Eagles did. Peace, y'all. We out of here. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to the Green Over Everything podcast with Jonesy and my man Brown.